Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode uh, 430 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we are going to talk about how to attract mid-term stays with the co-founder, not the founder, and the CEO of Nespic, Omar Kuchukdere. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jasper. Thanks a lot for inviting me over. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, we all know that uh, there's a lot of people that are very flexible right now when it comes to uh, working and traveling. So I think uh, booking apartments for one, two or three months, there's still, there's no real market leader or there's no Airbnb really for one, two, three months stay. Well, I guess, I guess Nespic, you know, is, is a platform uh, for that. But yeah, I'm excited to, to dive into this. Um, would you uh, explain um, what is Nespic exactly? All right. So yeah, yeah, it's a great question. I think like, the Airbnb of monthly stays is now still Airbnb because they're doing so many booking nights on monthly stays, but a dedicated platform that hears tenants and landlords and tries to offer them the best quality and affordable inventory. I think that's still kind of in progress. And what Nespic does, Nespic is what I call a global platform for on-demand housing. Because I think this this type of stays, like more than 30 nights, less than a year, is kind of for Airbnb hosts. It's considered a mid-term rental or long-term stays in Airbnb's own words. Uh, if you talk to the long-term rental platforms like Zillow.com or Trulia or Zumper, they consider this the short-term stay. For me, it's uh, more like flexible leases, on-demand housing, and like you said, uh, with uh, remote work going mainstream, I think uh, now having month-to-month rentals of turnkey apartments is becoming relevant for most other people. And Nestbig has been focusing on this vertical and this vertical only since its inception in 2016. Mm. So like you being a digital nomad before it was cool, uh, Nestbig has been a platform, a global platform for monthly stays uh, before it was cool and with the pandemic, I think now uh, we're trying to tap into this vertical because I think we Nespic is the only truly global platform aside from Airbnb focusing on monthly stays mm. and specifically targeting monthly stays. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised. Um, I'm in Panama City right now in Panama, and I checked out the website to see if there was any apartments here. And I was I was kind of not expecting that there you would have any any listings here because it's you know kind of off the beaten track, right? 
But I was surprised to see that there's 50 apartments listed in, in Panama City. One of them, literally, I can see it from, from here, from my balcony. So it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you guys have uh, quite a bit of supply on, online. Yeah, currently we have, just, just as an example, like, uh, I think uh, when I say truly global, just it's worth noting that in the past couple of months, we got paid bookings from Tokyo to Korea to Bangkok anywhere in Europe and anywhere in the US. And currently we are connected to more than 250 suppliers and supply platforms and have 2.75 million monthly stays in our database, which is part of a rent plan of Nestbeak, which is being the everything store for monthly rentals. Like Amazon started as being the everything store for books. We want to be the everything store or monthly stays. And we initially started in Europe, then expanded in the United States. I spent a couple of years in Berlin, which we still have our larger offices in, but now I'm based in New York for more than two years uh, after the acquisition of Sublet, which also serves to individual landlords and has, I think Sublet.com has been operating since 1999. And in the, just in the past 10 years, 675,000 hosts hosted 1.5 million uh, monthly rentals on the platform. So we have both Nesbic and Sublet, Sublet mostly to serve individual hosts and Nesbic to connect directly with professionally managed inventory and other platforms. Yeah, and I think, um, I think it's really interesting the you know, the, the midterm stays, I like to call it midterm stays. And I know you're right there. It's a matter of perspective, but uh, I'm talking about like the one, two and three months, or maybe even like, you know, six months. But um, what I, what I experienced when I was traveling around the world with my suitcase, which I did for eight years, I started in 2010. Um, that was before Airbnb was even known. Right. So I would, I would fly to a city and, you know, I would want to rent a, a place for like two months or three months. And it was always really hard to find something because, you know, back then you had to go on the, like the local sites and you might not speak the language and, you know, you always get ripped off if you're, when you're a foreigner. Right. So that, that's always been a challenge for me. And, you know, eventually I started booking Airbnbs for like, for like one or two or three months, but I've always, I always felt like it was, it was too expensive, you know, to, to use Airbnb because, you know, hosts, obviously, they're used to to making a certain amount of money when they're renting out like two or three, four days that, yes, I, I was able to find listings that I could you know rent for a month, but the price was always quite high. Plus, the fees really add up when you start yep. doing those long-term bookings on Airbnb. Yep, exactly. That's part of the reason that we have doubled down on this vertical because I am an international guy myself. I lived in three different countries and six different cities so far. And like you said, every time I move to a new country or a new location, the biggest hassle is to find your first accommodation. Because if you, let's say if you are about to move to UK, the largest classified real estate website there is Zoopla and Rightmove. But most of the landlords there are asking for your local credit score. And as you're just moving into the country, you don't even have a local credit score. Same happened to me when I first moved to San Francisco and New York. Until you get your social security number, build up your own credit line, 
you need a landing home. And I think when we looked into that market, you would see that like, just like you said, most of Airbnb hosts back in the day were not used to putting in monthly discounts or monthly prices. And those daily rates become, became too expensive. Booking.com didn't even allow people to search for more than 30 nights at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you ended up going to Craigslist uh, and a few of uh, other, uh, other platforms that is pure CTC, where they don't filter out the quality of the inventory. And also you may risk some unwanted consequences. Or in sometimes you, you're, you're not physically there. Let's say you're just, you're in Panama and you want to move to New York City. It's so, I think, cumbersome to come to New York just to search for a couple of houses and do some viewings and then go back and pack up your stuff. I think that was just kind of the pain point that we have seen. And uh, initially we targeted expatriates, corporate travelers, international students, and kind of digital nomads uh, to help them find that, uh, an appropriate housing. Because we realize that every market has their own real estate platform or rentals platform. But for none of the largest markets have a dedicated platform for monthly stays, let alone having a single one that operates globally. So that was our ambition. And luckily, first, unluckily, the international travel was halted during COVID. So we lost a lot of business uh, momentum. But then working from anywhere, working remotely, became a huge tailwind uh, behind uh, flexible living and digital nomadism. And now we are sitting on top of that platform. And to be honest, we want to deliver value with uh, considering monthly stays in mind. And thanks to that, we have lower fees both for the hosts and for the tenants than you book a a listing from our platform. So there Mm. are currently, as of today, there are more than 50,000 listings that are available on vacation rental platforms such as like Airbnb, Booking, Burbo, and Nesbit. And for a digital nomad, then they rent one of those and they are also listed on Nesbit. And a digital nomad, if they book the same listing on us, uh, they will have significantly cheaper rates than booking on those platforms because our significantly lower service fees for the tenant, which is in Airbnb 12.6% for uh, short-term stays, but it's also the same rates for monthly stays. Uh, And on the host end, uh, for professional hosts, I think Booking.com and a few other platforms, they're charging mostly around 13 to sometimes 15% commission rates per booking. And Nesbit only, uh, only charges half of that, 7%, to the host. Yeah. Thanks to our larger basket rates, we can afford cheaper commissions and cheaper fees, both for the tenants and the landlords. And that's what we're trying to offer to both sides of the market. So it's also a way for hosts to give more discounts to monthly stays users just specifically on Nesbit. So I imagine you guys probably see more business right now than pre-COVID, correct? Yes, that's right. We had 
remarkable year this year, uh, starting from April onwards when the vaccination campaigns were like kind of widely available in the Western world. And next year we want we expect it to be much larger because yesterday, for instance, US opened up its borders to international travelers, international vaccinated travelers. And Southeast Asia is still borders under border restrictions. Likewise, Australia and a few other countries. So we expect after this winter, uh, next year to be uh, to have more international travel coming in on top of our existing fast growth business. Yeah, and I think I think there's two reasons why I, I see a lot of uh, you know opportunity for you know, for monthly stays is number one is the larger cities are getting more and more regulated, right? So for a lot of people in, in cities like Los Angeles, New York, like renting out for less than a month is just not an option. It's not just, it's not possible. And then number two, as uh, as you mentioned, the remote working digital nomad crowd is is just exploding, Right, the amount of the amount of people that can now work remotely. Um, I, I was reading an article by uh, Brian Chesky, like an interview with Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb, and he mentioned that there's there's several large uh, companies. I think he mentioned Amazon and and Ford, who are going to allow the majority of their employees to keep working remotely. Right, so that's uh, that's that's like millions and millions of people, I think, in the U.S. who who now have the ability to instead of just living in one place, they can just kind of you know kind of leap around, right? Two months here, two months there, which which is a really interesting lifestyle that uh, that hasn't really been possible for a lot of people until now. Yes, exactly. I think like uh, what I would like to add there is just like read Hastings of Netflix. He says that the innovation first happens gradually and then suddenly. So I think digital nomadism or flexible living, uh, living in different a few cities throughout the year was already a trend that's, that was happening gradually. You were one of those uh, prominent members of that crowd. And it was already thanks to, I think, technical work, knowledge work, you, you just need your laptop and uh, you need to be connected to the internet to be productive and to add value. Uh, that was already happening gradually. But I think what happened suddenly was with COVID, most of the workforce had to be first, first had to be working remotely and then decides to stay remote for the rest of their course. Just like and Reed Hastings' uh, gradual to suddenly example was people were running on horseback for 3,000 years until the cars, trains have been invented. So I think this is kind of that moment in time where people, most of the companies will realize that for knowledge workers, working remotely can deliver the same productivity, if not more. And as long as Amazon, Facebook, Stripe, Coinbase, all these tech giants with well-paid uh, job openings offer this, I think the traditional laggers would also need to offer this as a perk. And I think the knowledge workforce, which is kind of the driving force between, uh, behind travel, international travel, lodging, uh, and accommodation industry, 
they'll be the ones that benefit the most on the remote work tailwinds. And I think that tailwinds will change not only travel, but also the real estate mm. and residential real estate in urban areas. Like you said, uh, previously it was regulating short-term rentals in New York, in Berlin, in London, in San Francisco. But now with pandemic, some of these cities also lost a lot of population. Like in San Francisco, there were lots of uh, engineers working in the city. Now they're moving elsewhere. So those real estate owners, those uh, developers would also realize this monthly stays flexible rentals as a, mm. as a business line, as a different service offering for people maybe not necessarily want to live in San Francisco for the full year, but a couple, a couple of months at a time throughout the year. And this line definitely provides better yield than unfurnished long-term uses and has definitely less operational costs than managing check-ins and check-outs every other day or trying to manage your utilization and play with your average daily rates uh, on the whole year. So I expect both from the demand side and the supply side, there is merit in uh, doing monthly stays. And as Nestle, we would like to offer both sides of the market, honest pricing, cheaper pricing, more affordable options to post their listings on a monthly basis. Mm. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y dot com code pad which is p-a-d so let's talk about the case for let's say an individual airbnb host is listening to this podcast and is thinking okay this sounds interesting uh, midterm stays how do how do i get involved like how, how does it work like um if, if somebody wants to create a listing is the process very similar to creating a listing on airbnb kind of so we have two website domains. One of them is nestpick.com. And on the header on the right side, there is a link called uh, list your property. So anyone can click to that link, follow on the steps, and make your listings makes their listings available uh, on our platform. Same applies for sublet.com. We advise the individual landlords to go directly to sublet.com and uh, the host that manage more than, uh, let's say, 10 units to go directly to Nestpick because Nestpick primarily works with hosts that are managing a handful of listings and Sublet primarily works with individual hosts. And both of these platforms are interconnected. So whenever you post your listing on Sublet, just like you saw in Panama City, uh, it's automatically uh, also listed on Nestpick as we own both these platforms. And if you have your, if the host is using a, a channel manager or a property management software, 
or have their iCalendar information, uh, they can load those that information sources to one of these platforms where we pull their information on an automatic basis. So in most of the cases, the host doesn't even need to do manual uploads if they are using one of the API services or property management or channel management services that NetPeak is already connected. Got it. Okay, so that way uh, we can prevent double bookings, right? Yes, and basically it's easy to set up, cheaper, just specifically for monthly stays. Uh, so we are not in a position to compete with Airbnb or Booking or Verbo on uh, like less than a month or vacation rentals, but we are the second largest demand platform after Airbnb for monthly stays, mm. and we are operating uh, globally. So I'm looking at your website and I, I noticed um, I noticed I can list on Airbnb and then automatically also be vis visible on, on Nespec. Is that correct? Uh, currently not Airbnb because Airbnb used to be used to post their listings on Nespec and we delivered uh, more than 50,000 book nights per month to them. Currently, Verbo and Booking.com, like if you post your listing, on Verbo, your listing would be automatically visible on Nespeak. And Airbnb is on pause now because of their uh, own managerial policy decisions. I think there's a chance that they could be back throughout next year, but I think the easiest way now is to post directly on us so that you don't have to pay the hefty service fees for a monthly stays that is delivered from our platform directly. Got it. And what, what are some of the PMSs that Net, Nespic uh, integrates with? Uh, currently, Nespic is connected to more than uh, 200 sources. So I think we are already connected to the most major PMSs. We'll be happy to uh, serve anyone. So I don't want to limit anyone uh, that listens to your podcast uh, and prevent them from reaching to us. Technical things, building products, API relationships, channel management and property management software integrations is our job. And managing those listings, uh, delivering the highest quality of stay for monthly rentals and offering uh, an, an affordable pricing is their job. So they can just reach out to us. We can post them up with least hassle possible. Uh, and because we already have fully customized integrations with different sources. And in some cases, we even go above and beyond and pull the listings and availability data from spreadsheets of the property managers. Mm, so okay. that's that's kind of like something that we're proud of. We will focus on delivering the best online experience for them. And we just want them to deliver a superior experience for the tenants and focus on delivering that experience, offline experience. And I think that's like anyone can reach out to us they can send an email to info at nestpeak.com. They can uh, go to our website, click on list your property and uh, fill in the relevant steps. Someone from my team will be in touch in less than 48 hours and hopefully we'll set them up in, in the two weeks to be listed online and get online. So now to the million dollar question. If we list on Nespec, are we actually going to receive bookings? That's a great question. I actually have some benchmarks uh, for that because 
I don't know if I should name this, but like basically in August and September, we had more than $10 million in gross bookings value in a single month. And we had, we have generated more than 2000 paid monthly bookings to our providers. And back in the day, I think when Airbnb listings were active, Airbnb was getting more than 100 paid bookings per day with an average of 29, 28 book nights per night. So we can, like, we cannot promise a scale of demand such as uh, Airbnb, but we can promise that we will deliver paid bookings and it will be significantly cheaper than other large uh, vacation rental plans. Okay, sounds, uh, sounds good. Um, last question. I know there are some other platforms like Furnished Finders, and there's you know there's a few other ones I can't remember. I know a lot of people who have tried to list on those platforms, and you know the major the the challenge that people were always running into is that they they would maybe receive a booking here and there, but it wasn't enough to you know to fully occupy their uh, their units for the entire year. So my question to you is. Do you see a lot of people that are using your platform in addition to using Airbnb for short term or booking.com or VRBO? Or are there are there a lot of people that use your platform who only use your platform? All right. This is a great question. To be honest, we actually prefer people that use multiple platforms for multiple different purposes. Because we don't deliver a few days book nights and maybe for a host in Barcelona, doing daily stays during summer season, will deliver the most profits and most revenues. And probably the best platforms to do that is Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com. And maybe, maybe after November, towards the winter time, maybe the number of tourists visiting Barcelona for a couple of nights decreased significantly. And using Nestbit, offering monthly discounts paying less service fee to Nesbit to get bookings and increase the utilization during low season could be a better option. I think an internal research in Airbnb showed this is, I'm not really sure if this is confidential, but one Airbnb representative back in the day told me that one of their internal researches showed that the highest ROI or highest revenue generating host did both daily stays and monthly stays. And that was kind of the sweet sweet formula to generate the most gross bookings value throughout the year. I would probably advise current hosts and the listeners of your podcast to continue doing what they're doing. But when they feel like the utilization levels are getting low or when they feel like they want to uh, they want to focus on a few months stays or when they reach their uh, like local regulations boundaries, use Nesbit to fill up that inventory. Or even if they're managing, let's say, 20, 30 plus units, probably their wise decision is to do a few of them on monthly stays and a bunch of them on daily stays to basically hedge the risk of a potential new lockdown or a border restriction, or uh, and a change in uh, or a fluctuation in demand, because usually the average stay 
of nesting users are around two and a half to three months. Uh, so it can provide longer term stays and uh, a more stable income for mm. those managing and uh, more than 10 nests. Yeah, I think the suggestion for people who are in seasonal markets is a, is a really good one because uh, that's that's always a challenge when you're in a seasonal market where uh, you know the the summers you're making a ton of money and then the winters is really really hard and then the option is like okay are we going to drop our prices so low but then we're going to attract a different different guest so i think that model is uh that's a good option just doing um a short term for uh the the high season and then long term for the low season so that's awesome all right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Omer, for uh, for coming on the show. Let's uh, let's tell the listeners one more time where they can go if they're interested in listing on the platform. Uh, they can send an email to info at nestweek.com. They can go to our website, nestweek.com, and see on the top right corner a link to list your property and fill in the relevant steps. And we'll be getting in touch with them and making their listings activated as soon as possible. Awesome. So that's nestpick.com. So it's N-E-S-T-P-I-C-K.com. Awesome. Omar, thank you so much. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back on Friday. We'll see you then. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.